come from Matthew 6, verses 5 to 15, and it can be found in page 970 in the Church Bibles. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive the others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Uh, thank you, Piers, for reading that. Do keep it open in front of you. Let me just put this up. While I say Happy New Year, uh, welcome, uh, welcome to 2024 and our first gathering, the first Lord's Day as we meet together in, in 2024. Um, as Darren said, we're beginning, we're beginning uh, a new series. We're having two weeks at the beginning of the year on ordinary Christian discipleship. Uh, this morning, uh, we're in part of the Sermon on the Mount that Piers has just read for us. Uh, Jesus is teaching in this passage, if you know it. Well, Jesus is teaching would-be disciples what life in God's kingdom is like. If you come to know God in Jesus, if you're a Christian, here's what this passage, uh, this whole section is about. If, if you're a Christian, what, what shape will that bring to life? What hopes should you have? What expectations should there be going forward? How should your character develop? What kind of a man or young man should you be? What kind of woman or young woman uh, should you be? Uh, all those things are talked about in this sermon. Uh, what activities should you give yourself to? One of them is praying, and we're going to be looking at that this week and next week. Now, start of the year, lots of questions are coming at us, uh, I imagine. If you're back to school, maybe you're back to school already, maybe it starts this week, maybe you've had these questions already in 2024, have you packed your bag? Have you got your lunch? Have you done your homework? Are you even out of bed yet? Maybe those are the questions that have come at you 
already they're just forcing their way in. Maybe you're, you're back to work. The questions are kind of similar, but have you seen that email yet? Maybe you've had that question asked of you. Have you arranged that meeting? Have you sent that report? And you know how it is. They're questions that land like demands. And often, instinctively, you feel the pushback from you is there's too much already. So if someone then, on top of all of that, at the beginning of the year says, have you been praying? Well, it just feels like another demand uh, that will leave you uh, feeling either like guilty or frustrated or annoyed. But you come to this passage, and as you, as you listen to Jesus here, you sense he's asking a different kind of question. And it's more like this. Look, when you pray, when you pray, are you praying as a child? That's the sense you get from this passage. That feels different, doesn't it? When the last time somebody asked you a question like that, when you pray, are you praying as a child? Because that, it feels different, and that frames prayer less like a demand to be completed and more like an identity to be experienced. Are you praying as a child? What answers are going through your mind, just even as you hear that question, are you praying as a child? Because it's important how you answer, because there's a danger in this passage. Look, I even wrote it up big on the screen so you can see it. Danger. And the danger, I guess you spotted in the passage, it's almost as obvious as the ladder that I put up beside me, if you spot it. Because here Jesus is saying, it is possible to pray a lot, but still in a way where, look, God won't answer. And in fact, God won't listen. Did you notice that? Look, just tune back in. I know it's, it's early in the year. You might be tired. If you've, if you've zoned out for a moment, tune back in and have a look at these verses with me. Look, there's hypocrite prayer, verse 5. Do you see that? You got it there in front of you? I tell you, they have received the reward in full. You, you get the sense of that. Nothing coming from God for them. Whatever they got from their prayer, they, they've had it in full. Pagan prayer, verse 7 they think they will be heard because of their many words, but they're not being heard by God. Not listening to those prayers. And you understand why? Because both of those types of prayers, they think of prayer a bit like it's climbing a ladder. It's there to help you reach up. It's there to help you to reach up for what you want. Hypocrites Jesus says, verse 5, they love to pray, absolutely love it, to be seen by others. That, that is what's going on with them when they pray. Uh, it just lifts me up a little bit. I can, I can be seen. It's superficial reputation. That's what's going on with them. Uh, look at me. You notice me, that I'm, I'm praying. Did you, did you spot that? And that's what they're about with it. Pagans, verse 7, they, they think they will be heard because of their many words. You, you see what's going on with them is they think by, by praying, I know what you're all, what some of you are thinking right now, and also what some of you are hoping for right now. You're bad people, aren't you? Thinking maybe it will wobble and you'll fall over. But that's, I'm going to lean back here because I'm starting to feel, you look nervous, I feel nervous. The pagans, they think they'll be heard because of their many words. If I can pray enough, it's like I'll be able to reach up 
twist God's arm a little bit and I can somehow persuade him, grab hold of him uh, to give me what I want. Uh, The shock is what Jesus is saying, and I'm going to step down. You can all be relieved or disappointed, whichever way you landed on that. The shock Jesus says, those things, they are dangers for, for you and me as well. I mean, I don't pray on street corners, really, not out loud. <clears throat> but ever found yourself saying, oh, I'll pray for you? Or, been really praying for you, I know things have been hard, but you haven't. I've said that. Oh, I've been praying for you loads over the past couple of weeks, I know what's going on, but you haven't really been praying. I think I've done that at times, but... And I kind of justify it. It's nice for them to think that you have. Why would that be nice for them? It's nice for you, isn't it? It's nice for me if you think that about me. Or you find yourself thinking this way. Look, if I pray enough for the kids to get into that school, or if I pray enough for that university that I really want to go to, or or for a life situation to change, surely I should get a positive answer from God. And if you feel you don't, you either get cross with God, or you start thinking, well, prayer doesn't work. It just doesn't work. To which Jesus, on the basis of these words, might be saying to us, my dearly beloved, my beloved ones, Prayer like that won't work. It's quite a thought, isn't it? Jesus saying to us, look, you, David, you're, you're praying like a hypocrite. You're actually praying like a pagan, just trying to get what you want. But you, you know the gospel. The, the gospel is not about you getting up to God, climbing the ladder in order to get what you want. No, it's about meeting the God who has in a sense, come down the ladder. And he's come down to us in Jesus to give what we need. So prayer has a similar shape to it, a, a similar posture. When we're praying, we're meeting the one who has come down to us. You thought about this? Look, prayer is a battleground. And it's a battleground in all sorts of ways, but one of the first ways, it's a battleground for our affections. Who will you love most? Will you love you and your priorities, or or will you love God and His? So as Jesus speaks to us about praying as a child, and what that means, look, here's two things. The first is, is, pray Pray wanting to love God your Father. Have a look at verse 6. See hear what Jesus says. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. You notice that before Jesus speaks about how, he speaks about who. Six times in this little passage, he calls God our Father. If we were to ask, look, what does praying get me? Jesus would say, that's like a child saying to their father, what does talking to you get me? you imagine that? Those of you who are dads, say to one of your children, oh, should we have a chat? Uh, Why, what will it get me? Um, Now, often, often lots of good things, uh, lots of things it gets us. Good fathers, good fathers are generous, even Scottish ones. 
Just the other week, I let them turn the heating up from 16 to 17. Not for very long, but for a little bit. But uh, even good fathers are generous. And can I say, I know for, for some, you've, you will have had fathers or experienced them, and they're not generous. And they've not been kind. But you can still understand, even if you've experienced that, sad as that is, and it really is miserable and not what God intended, you can still understand what a good father should be. Good fathers are, are generous. So when you ask the question, as Jesus sets it up like this, look, if I talk to you, what, what, will you, what will it get me? You understand there's something wrong with the question, isn't there? Because it would be reducing God to a means to an end. If I talk with you, what will you give me? But look, if you're a Christian this morning, if, you, if you're a Christian, God's adopted you in Jesus. He is your father and you are his child and he wants you to be able to say of him, you are mine. I mean, that is staggering, isn't it? The creator of the universe, the one who made everything, who upholds everything by his boundless power, He wants you to be able to say of him, you are mine. You're mine. And so understand and hear this. The main goal we are to seek in prayer is God, our Father. Verse 6, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father. Talk with him. Jesus is not opposed to praying with others, but here's a way of checking that it is is God that you want. There's no one else to see it. You can't be on show. You're not on display. You're not doing it so someone else can, oh, look at them. They're praying. No, this is just you and, and God, but it's a way of checking that it's God that you want. Christian, Jesus says you need to make time on your own with God. I'm a bit better in the mornings. We have a spare bedroom, so I often go there, shut the door, and, and pray for a while. Now, even as I'm saying that, I'm, I'm conscious reading this passage, that could feel a little bit like I've already stepped on the ladder. Did you notice? David said he prayed. Um, but within church family, just saying that there's things we want to encourage um, one another in. And, and just to say, look, finding that kind of space is a battle. Um, I'm able to do that at the moment. It wasn't always like that. When I was a student, no spare room in our flat. That might be the kind of situation for you. No spare room. I used to go for a walk in the mornings. There's a field nearby. I used to walk in a circle praying. That became the place where I could uh, be alone with God. Occasionally I'd noticed, well, occasionally I'd not noticed someone else was walking early too, looking at the lunatic, talking to themselves. But I love that time. In some ways, back in my teenage years, uh, not teenage years, student years, early 20s, uh, I'm always trying to recapture that time with the Lord. I loved it. You have times like that. You're battling for that. Time on your own with the Lord. And when you pray, you're remembering from what Jesus says here, at least some of the time to start this way, Heavenly Father, that's who you're talking to. And those of you in Grafted, Pathfinders, those of you who are younger, I imagine when you were even much younger, adults at home used to, to read the Bible and, and pray with you. It's still good to do that. It's families, parents with children, good to pray together. But are you starting to have 
this kind of life with God yourself. Jesus says you're to have that. Look, pray, pray wanting to love God, your Father. Start this year. You might have made plans to do this already. Give time to Him, uh, time on your own. Here's the second thing. Look, uh, pray trusting your Father's priorities. Uh, Come with me to verse 9. And this most famous of prayers, we pray it regularly on, on Sundays, but just have a look at it with me. Jesus says, this then is how you should pray. Interesting, that, isn't it? Not just what, it's how. It's not just prescriptive, only this. It's descriptive like this. It's a funny prayer, though, when you, you look at it and just, just ponder on it, because it, it's not very long. You could pray in just under 30 seconds. I timed myself this week just so I'd know, about 23, 24 seconds. You could pray through this prayer in a a fairly standard uh, pace. It's not very long. Interesting choice of items. You scan down them and you look at them. Do you have chosen those? They feel a bit random. But try thinking about it this way, just as we try and understand this prayer. Try, Try thinking about the who, the where, and the what of this prayer. Who's being prayed about? Did, did you notice? Well, it's, look, it's God the Father and us as children. That's who's being prayed about. This is, this is a father and son prayer, a father and daughter prayer, father and children prayer. Where's being prayed about? Did you notice the geography in this prayer? Well, it's heaven and earth. It's everywhere is being prayed about. And what's being prayed about? Well, there's a range of needs. Did you spot that? Even in this short prayer, daily practical needs are prayed for. And spiritual needs, failures, weaknesses. Why these things? Why these priorities? Why should God's children... Pray in this kind of way. Why should you, if you're a child of God, pray in, in this kind of way? Look, look this, this, might be, this might help. If I was to ask, what was one of the jobs of a, of a son in the ancient world? I asked as someone around our table, what's the job of a son? Um, various things they came back with. But what was one of the jobs of a son in the ancient world? Well, it's this. If you've never heard this before, a, a son represented their father. Uh, that was part of the job of a son. Those of you who are sons, there's a good thing to think about. You're meant to represent your, your father. So if a son was sent on business dealings or something like that, the idea was that the son was to reflect and show the character and the values of the father. It, in a sense, it, it was meant to be as you see the son, you're meeting The father, we've still got little versions of that, haven't we? We sometimes say he's a chip off the old block. Just like them. We say things like that. He's just like his mum. He's got a real head for numbers. You know that kind of thing? She's just like her dad. She's so practical. 
loves to be outdoors. We get a sense of that. You, you, see, you see one and you, you're, in a sense, meeting the other. Outside of Pathfinders on, on Friday night, I was talking to, to one father and daughter. I really enjoyed, I enjoyed talking with them, but I really loved listening to them because at, at certain points they were talking with one another. I loved listening to them talk with each other. And just as he spoke about th- things, there seemed to be a shared understanding. It was lovely to watch. There was difference. Obviously, there was difference. Uh, one was the dad and one was the daughter, but there was also sameness as well. And it happens sometimes with families you love, doesn't it? You've maybe experienced this. You, you know the daughter. And if it's a... If it's one of those good families, families that you love, you know the daughter, and then you meet the dad, and you end up feeling, I I feel like I know you a bit already. I've sort of met you in your daughter. You you keep that in mind, and you come back to this prayer, and you you begin to understand what's going on, why these priorities in the prayer. Uh, Verses 9 and 10, look at them with me. Just have them in front of you if you can, as I just try and expand on them a little bit. Here's the sense of this prayer, verses 9 and 10. Our Father in heaven, I'm praying that you will be represented on earth as clearly as you are in heaven. I want your name and all it stands for in terms of your goodness and glory and majesty to be honored and treated as holy. And I want your goodwill to be known and obeyed. That's the prayer. Do you hear that? That's the prayer. And that's what sons and daughters should want in the world and should do. The God who is in heaven being represented properly on the earth by his sons and daughters. But we're not brilliant at that. So verses 11 to 13, just have them in front of your eyes again and understand what's, what's going on in this prayer. So our Father in heaven, would you help me with all the things that might stop me representing you in this way? Would you give me what I need practically? Train me not to be greedy, but to trust you for what I need. And because I'm so prone to sin, and others around me are too, and that would just distort representing you. Would you, would you forgive me and help me forgive others and lead me away from temptation? Do you understand this prayer? That gives some shape to its priorities. This is a prayer to live like a true child of God. Do you remember back in Genesis 1, right at the beginning of the Bible, when, when God made people, he said, do you remember these words? Let us make mankind in our image. God's plan to fill the world with people who love him, who are able to represent him. Jesus is showing us, look, if you've trusted me, you trusted me through my cross, I've brought you into my Father's family. You're adopted as children now. You're secure. Nothing will change that. Now pray. Now pray. Now that you're on the inside, now pray that you'll grow as a true child in my Father's family. So how do you go about that? Look, as we finish, can I, can I give you a, a couple of things, just to take away as we begin this year? You might have been thinking about this already, spiritual disciplines for the year ahead, but 
Uh, if you've not already, l- let me mention two things. F- first of all, would you, would you set yourself in this direction? Would you commit to pray in a planned way? That's what Jesus is encouraging us to do. At the start of the year, if you're not doing this already, aim to find a time to pray each day. Uh, even 10 minutes in the morning or in the evening. And if you're not sure what to pray, start with this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, and then expand out from it as things come into your mind. Or here's an other idea. I I've sometimes do this, and I know many others have, and I've found it helpful. Why not make a list that covers different things to pray across the week, things that you could pray for? What would it mean for me to grow in character the way God wants me to? Who are the people I think it would be good for me to pray for regularly across a week? How could I pray for our church family? You could give yourself one thing on each day of the week. I'm just going to pray for this today. Uh, For me, I could put down all sorts of things. I I think on my list, I put courage and evangelism because I'm such a wimp. Or for my pride that keeps coming up, Lord, please will you help me to grow in those ways? Uh, Husbands, do you pray for your wife? Dads, are you praying for your children? Put them down, maybe name them. You put a little list, Tuesday. I'm going to pray for this one, that they'll grow to know their Father in heaven. That's something you do. Uh, Commit to pray in a planned way. And here's the second thing. Why not do this as well? Try and pray in a more spontaneous way. It's one of the plans you think, just as you go about your day. We, we've got friends who, as their church family, they often say this phrase, we, we try and do natural things spiritually and spiritual things naturally. It sticks in my head. I think it's a lovely thing to do. So as you're, as you're walking to school, that's a natural thing. I can make it spiritual. I'll just pray as I go there doing that. As I'm praying, though, I'll just try and draw in all sorts of things from the day. So why not do that? Try and pray in more spontaneous ways. As you just go through the day, when you encounter things during the day, cultivate a habit of, of praising God or of thanking God or of asking for His help. And even if you don't think anything is happening at that point, verse 6, what is happening? Then your Father your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Friends, we're going to stop there. The musicians are going to come back up. We're going to sing a closing song in a moment about the love of our Father for us. But before we do that, it would be odd, wouldn't it, to talk about prayer this way and not give ourselves some time just to pray. And we do that conscious, being reminded by our older brother, the Lord Jesus, who says, your father is listening to you. He'll hear the words expressed in your heart. There may be something that is just burdening you at the moment that you want to bring to him. Maybe there's nothing. Maybe you feel like a blank slate this morning. Well, fill that with something. There might be something about God you want to thank him for or praise Him for. So we'll just take a couple of minutes to pray uh, ourselves on our own, and then the musicians will lead us and we'll stand to sing.